Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the 704 High School Highlight Podcast. My name is Jeff Taylor. I'm the sports director here at Bay Heckle Sports. Glad to have you along. Thanks for joining us. And I'm joined today by the head coach from Independence High School, DJ McFadden. Coach, thanks for your time. I appreciate you having me today, man. So let's talk a little bit first just about your journey. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, about football. When did you realize you loved it so much? And just talk to me a little bit about the journey through high school, especially where you played. Yeah, well, I think like anybody else, I started off young. My dad was football coach. He was actually my first coach. So he got me into the game and played at Independence High School. So really learned the love of the game early on. Uh, played at Independence High School, won a couple championships there. Uh, went off to East Carolina to play as a freshman, sophomore year, transferred to uh, Winston-Salem State and moved back to Charlotte after I finished there and immediately got back into coaching. First job happened to be at Independence with Joe Evans and uh, we moved on to RJ Kell and a couple other stops and Full circle, here I am back at Independence with my chance to lead the program. Take me back to the high school days. Mm-hmm. Um, played with, did you, playing with Coach Knotson? Yes, sir. So, yep. just a juggernaut. What was, it to, what was it like to be a part of that program under that coach? Uh, to be a part of a program was special, you know what I mean? Um, be a part of a program that, that winning streak with that prestige, that was definitely something special. Uh, pressure field, though, for sure. Just you know what I mean? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit when you're, you know, you you starting as a junior and you walk into a situation to where you got a 70-game win streak on the line and you got two quarterbacks before you, Chris Leak and Joe Coxon with the Florida and Georgia. Just a little more pressure. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, as far as playing for Tommy, you got to be thick-skinned to play for that guy. You know what I mean? Um, he's going to challenge you every day. He's going to hold you accountable. He's going to do what he needs to do to get the best out of you or whatever that entitles. Um but nothing but respect for him, man. Like, he knows his stuff, and he molded me and a lot of other guys into, you know, some of the men we are today. And then he went down to, I think he's at Dutch Fork now? Still Building winning. a program there. Still winning. So, when you talk about him a little bit more, though, too, like, to have that run that he had, um, is there, and you're dealing with so many kids coming in and out and stuff like that as they graduate and stuff like that, was there a core message that he had that something that no matter the years or whatever, there was still kind of one point that resonated with Coach Knotts? Yeah, it was – you know, the team changes year to year, but the work doesn't change. Um, the foundation doesn't change. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that, you know, even I try to bring back to Independence now. You know what I mean? We're not trying to replicate what, you know, we did back then. But we do want to kind of keep the foundation as to what built the program the same. And that was something TK always preached, no matter who steps in, it's next man up. We're going to play with the same standard, play with the same foundation that it was built on. So can you take me back to the day you got the job at Independence? And you knew you were going to be there as the head coach. Um, can you take me back to that day and maybe what it meant to you and what it means now to be the coach there? Um, yeah, when I got the call, uh, it was a little surreal, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to say I was surprised because, again, um, once I kind of knew that I was going to interview for it, like I had already had it in my mind that I'm going to make it real hard for these guys not to hire me. So when I got it, it wasn't like I was shocked or surprised by it, but I, it was a surreal moment, like, wow, you know what I mean? Like I. I'm about to go be the head coach at the school that I played for. Um, that day was real uh, – it was hectic. The phone didn't stop ringing and, you know, former teammates taking the calling. But it was cool to kind of see everybody kind of pop back out and give support and things like that. But uh, the phone was just going crazy for like a good week or so, man. But uh, – and then I got hired late. So it was kind of just like – I got hired, I think, like in the, in the May. It was the spring season too. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, okay, so wow. we were getting ready. Like, we had literally – I was at Butler that year. Like, we were a week or two 
after, you know, just playing in our semifinals game against Grimsley. Right. And then, you know, school's out, so you're about to turn back around and do it again. So we didn't have too much time to kind of sit in it a little bit. It was like, you know, I got the call, and it's like, okay, we got to get right to work. But, um, yeah, man, like, it was it was a great day. My parents were all crying and everything, man. But it was good, though. It was, it was a day I, I'll always remember for sure. When you got the job, mm-hmm. and Independence maybe slipped back a little bit or whatever, um, what were your expectations early on in terms of, you know, let's just get it going? What was your expectations kind of like early on? Yeah, like, like I said, I got there late. You know what I mean? I got there in June, and you're talking about coming into a program where you're trying to change the foundation, change the weight room, um, instill some discipline, changing the standard, installing offenses and defenses. Um, so, you know, that late in the game in June, man, I kind of told the staff, like, look, like, of course, we're going to be competitive and we want to win every game. But I think the most important thing right now is we lay down the foundation of what we want this program to be. And we're going to stand on it. We're not going to bend it for anybody. And um, I think that was most important for us because, you know, when we hit the off season, the kids kind of already knew what to expect. They already knew the standard. And uh, we had a great off season, and that led to, you know, the type of success we had last year. Um, so now going into year three, we're still building our program. You know what I mean? I think that's something that kind of gets lost in the whole thing as far as the year we had last year. I mean, we're still trying to build our program. We're not nowhere near where we wanted to be right now. Um, but as far as just standards and what we expect, um, that's in place now to the point to where we get freshmen coming in now, the upperclassmen, the seniors who this is going on their third year being with me. You know, I don't have to do so much as, hey, guys, this is the standard. This is how we do this, this, this. The kids are starting. You got to kids who can lead now. They're starting to handle right. that stuff, and that's how I know we're starting to turn the corner because we're starting to become a player-led team now. Um, let's go back to last season for for just a minute. Mm-hmm. That's a heck of a run. Yeah. How proud are you of the team and what they did last season? Oh yeah, I, I was tremendously proud of them. You know, what I mean, they, uh, you know, for that team and that group of guys, especially those seniors uh, who haven't had much success. Let's just call it what it is. They haven't had much success. Um, that year. And it's hard sometimes to change the mindset of kids into a championship mindset, you know, when they haven't been there. Um, It's also hard sometimes to see how they're going to handle success when they start to have it. Um, I thought we did a good job, coach, staff, and players-wise, of being able to handle success and what I like to say, sustain success. Um, But man, just proud of those guys, proud of the seniors and the way they led us. You know, we had 14, 15 seniors, but really only like seven of them played. Right. But those eight other seniors that possibly that really didn't play much were so pivotal into what we were doing because they were there every day. They were giving the effort every day. They were still leaders. They weren't worried about, oh, I'm not getting in the game, so I'm going to sit on the sideline and soak, or I'm not going to, you know, go hard on the scout team right here. Like those, those guys, those seniors was a selfless group. And, um, you know, we're missing those seniors right now just as far as not so much of their play, but just the leadership and the energy they brought us. Um, but that set us up, like I said, that last year and that senior class set us up for possibly, you know, this first game that we right. got, you know what right. I mean? We don't get that opportunity without those seniors, man. So we're in a good place right now where they left us. But like I tell the seniors, it's your duty now to make sure that you continue to work and, uh, to uphold what they left. And also so that you're leaving a little piece of legacy for somebody else to work for as well. How tough is it as a head coach knowing the success Independence has had in the past mm-hmm. and the success you had last season? You are dealing with teenage boys right how right. how tough is it to keep them even keel i mean how do you keep them from not walking in this year going okay you know look at who we are you know kind of the big eye yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i'm saying um i got ways to kind of keep them grounded <laughs> <laughs> would it involve running yeah oh yeah a little bit of everything 
Um, but no, I just keep reiterating to him, like, listen, man, like this team right here, 2023 team, we haven't accomplished anything. Right. You know, we haven't played a snap. Uh, we've got guys that were on that team last year who are gone that were in big roles um, that were, you know, so much percent of the offense that we had and a big percentage of the defense that we had. So, you know, as a whole, this team hasn't accomplished anything. We haven't won anything. Um, and then another way I kind of put it to him is like, look, we won 11 and two, but what did we get from it? You know, I didn't get a raise. Right. <laughs> I didn't get a raise. You know, we split the conference three ways and we didn't get a state title. So it was a good year. Um, but at the end of the day, we really didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish. Uh, so that's how we kind of put it to them. Let's reach our goals now. You know, when I got there, our goal last year was to win the conference, not split it three ways. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think the head coach had a little bit of something to do with the reason why we had to, <laughs> why we had to split it three ways. But, you know, either way, uh, that's that's where we're at right now. You know, uh, we want to make sure we're going to want to know each day. And and like I tell them, like when you have a season like that, only only thing that comes next is more expectations. You know what I mean? So we can't rest on what we did last year because it means absolutely nothing. And now people are expecting even more from us this year with the team that they haven't seen and with the team that actually hasn't done anything just yet. So that's kind of how we try to keep them kind of even keel. How cool is it to just have kind of the atmosphere back at Independence in terms of football, maybe with the fans, yeah. the student body, yeah. the, the administration? Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's been real good, man, to see the support uh, that we've gotten, you know, the moment I kind of got there. Like I said, uh, we got admin, teachers, staff that were there when I was in school. Right. Um, you know, this year, my first year there, you know, from what people were telling me, that tennis definitely went up. Uh, but last year, you know, probably like that Charlotte Catholic game is when I started to see, like, man, Mint Hill is really back out here. Right. Definitely the Butler game. That was just an electric atmosphere. But Mint Hill has always loved Independence. Like I tell the kids, they've just been waiting for us to kind of give them a project to come see. Like, don't nobody want to <laughs> waste their Friday night, come out there and see some of the stuff we were putting out there. So uh, Mint Hill's always been there. But now that, you know, we're kind of putting a product out there that they can look forward to on Friday nights, Oh, man, they, they they show the support, man. Even when we're kind of just out in the community, I'll have a shirt on, man. They love us out there. So, you know, we're working to hopefully put something good back out there on field for them. We talk about the Southwestern 4A, the conference itself. Um, and we, we've done a couple of stories about it. We did a story on it last year. Just the amount of young coaches, yeah. the new coaches. Yeah. But then you have, you know, Coach Hale, yeah, yeah, out yeah. of Butler and stuff. Um Just talk to me about the coaching because it, it just seems like there's, you know, the young, the young guns. Mm -hmm. And – Maybe a veteran. I'm not even sure. You know, Coach Ward would be considered a, a yeah, veteran. Coach probably. Ward's so I guess probably he's probably a what, four now. year, five year. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, it's talk to me about the coaches. It seems like um, no matter who I talk to, um, whether it was out at Garinger, uh, I was out there the other day. I can't remember saying that. I'm sorry. I think it's Coach Williams. Yeah, Coach Williams. He got the job in May. Yeah. So, yeah. and I went out to the practice the other day. They had 23 kids. Yeah. Um, but still, just the energy and enthusiasm being a part of this conference yeah. says something. Yeah, no, we got a good conference, man. I think people kind of, you know, of course you got the, the other conference with the Hubs yeah. and the Creek and the Chambers, uh, but we got a tough conference, man, with, with, you know, the teams that we got in there, regardless of the records, man. Like, we play in a physical conference, and we got some good coaches in this conference. I used to tell my, I tell my coaches all the time, before brothers retired, you know, my days at Arger Kell, Broderwitz has always had my numbers. So, you know, last year, you know, scoring 35 points was like out of this world. For Game me. on. Yeah. Um, but we've always had good coaches um, in this conference, man. So it really pushes us as coaches to make sure we're doing what we need to do to prepare. As far as old and new coaches kind of coming in, I just look at it like, you know, a lot of these guys have 
put in their years, put in their time, and, and rightfully so, it's time for them to retire. Now the new wave of coaches is coming in, and I think it's good for this this uh, generation of kids, too, to kind of have some of these young guys right. kind of stepping in because, you know, we can relate to them a little more than some of these other guys. But I got nothing but respect for Hells. I was just joking with them the last week. Like, I don't know how you did this for 25 <laughs> years here, but uh, – <laughs> Man, Hales has been around for a while, and he's still got that program where it needs to be. And I think that's kind of what drives, you know, my work as far as, like, being able to, you know, I worked with Hales for a year, just to be right. able to see how he's consistently had Butler. Even in the off year, Butler's 8-3. and three. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's a down year for them. So, you know, when you look at a team like that that's able to be in the conference and sustain, you got to come to work every day as a coach and a kid to, um, to keep up with those cats. Same thing with Providence and Rocky and things like that. Like, all these teams in our conference have players that you better show up to play. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, got a couple helmets right here. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's game one, correct? Yeah. Uh, kickoff night. Yeah. Memorial Stadium. Yeah. How excited are you to be playing uh, the Creek in very, that game? Very excited, man. More excited for, for the opportunity for our kids, man. Like I told them last week, man, like you will never forget this game. I don't care like what you do. I played at Memorial Stadium three or four times, and I can remember every game vividly. I can remember plays from that game, moments in that game. Um, so I'm just very, very appreciative for the senior class and the year we had last year to be able to give us this opportunity. Um, and very excited to see how our kids handle this opportunity. It's a big stage. You got two top ten teams in the state coming in. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a big game for our kids. I think we'll be up for the challenge. You know, Mallet Creek. We know what to expect with those guys. Um, and we're very excited, man. You know, we're we're 13 days away. Like before we look up, it's going to be it's going to yeah, be I'm here. Just, I'm like really, we're, we're that close. Um, Coach Tinsley, is that correct? Yes, sir. Mallet Creek. Yeah. What do you know about him? And it seems like he's you know I've, I've met him a couple times. He runs a program. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he's done a good job with that program. Um, don't know too much about him. I, I know some people that work with him. I know he's from the Greensboro area, but, you know, he, as far as I know, he came in that first year late in the game, COVID year, so that's tough. Um, but what he did last year and then just continue to put his staff on the program, um, nothing but respect for Coach Tinsley and what he's doing over there. And, um, you know, some questions are getting answered in about 13 days. So uh, last week, a few days back or whatever, we had the uh, Southwestern 4A Media Day, yeah. which I know you played a big part in, yeah. in terms of we had it in Independence last year. Uh, Providence this yeah, year. Providence yeah, Providence this year. Um, and now, you know, South Mexico doing one. Yeah. And I think there's the, uh, I forgot who else is doing uh, Queen City Conference. Queen City's doing yeah. one on, on, yeah, exactly. Um, how cool is it to kind of see those other conferences kind of, you know, start to do this now and, and kind of get these media days. That's what we wanted. You know what I mean? That was my goals to kind of, you know, I was hoping maybe last year, but I, I, I did it last year. I kind of did it and everybody wanted to see, but that was my goal. And you did a good in. job. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, but that was my goal, you know what I'm saying? To kind of get the other conferences to, to spread it out and do it. Good opportunity for the kids. Mainly I, I like it because again, you know, when I watch like interviews with kids, it's, you know, they don't get much of that. Right that time right. to do that so you know just give them the experience to do it you know put some put some emphasis on the kids and the programs and and i think it's a good build up leading into the series so now we're actually uh we're actually in talks with miss erica turner to do a county um media day next season right um so me and her get together at the end of the year and try and figure this thing out but that was always my goal to hopefully year one let's set it let's set it and let everybody see it year two hopefully express it up conferences now, year three, we just have a big, big media day thing. And, you know, I think it's something that probably should have been done here, but better late than never. So, you know, next year, hopefully we do it. And the cool part for us as the media 
take advantage of it, for us to come out, we can talk to you guys, and then we can come to practice, yep. stay out of your hair. Yep. <laughs> you can do your coaching, and we can just shoot a little video. Get all and, your answers right there. And it's all yep. good, yeah. It, it's, it's been a huge help for us, so much appreciated. I appreciate um, your comment. And um, I know it will continue to just grow. So let me – I've talked to a couple coaches, a couple players. I want to put you on the spot on a couple okay. things, if you don't mind. So yeah. first thing for me is, um, you know, we have the NIL. Okay. Deal. And it's, you know, been colleges and stuff. Then it looked like it may be in Carolina, but then for the high schoolers, but yeah. then we kind of, you know, took it yeah. away to a point. Um, for high schoolers, uh, and, and people who watch my podcast know I'm not a big fan of it for high school. Right. Your thoughts on it? In terms of high school, college, I get to a point, but high school. It's tricky, I think. You know, of course, like if, if you get an opportunity where a kid can earn a couple of dollars, and I think Coach Hell said it where they don't have to practice after just practicing for. Right. You know, and lifting and doing all this stuff and then go stand behind a hot grill. You know, if they can find a, another way to make a few extra dollars, sure. I'm all for it. Like, right. I'm all for kids. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, all, I'm even all for kids working. I tell my guys, like, yeah, that's why we practice in the morning. Go work. Go work. You need to start <laughs> right. you know, getting in the process of earning yeah, money. Sure. But, of course, like, if they can find other ways to earn a couple of dollars, then I'm good with it. My only thing is just, like, how are we going to regulate it? Who's regulating it? Right. Um, and then when you really look at it, in the high school level, not that many kids are going to benefit from NIL, in my mind. No, right, sure. You know what I mean? I'm thinking you're, you got to be top three, four. You, you got your like, Jaden yeah. Davises right. that is going to make a few dollars. So I, and I thought where it might affect high school in a negative way would be now that would be a tool to pull kids into my school. Right. You know what I mean? Right, and so then you I, get a little... I think that's where it starts to get a little tricky as far as who's governing it. But, you know, that's for the people to figure out that make sure. the big dollars. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm all for kids making a few dollars. I just want to make sure that we got something in place that's governing that stuff. So I played college ball. You played college ball. You made the shift. You said midway through? Is that? Yeah. My, after my sophomore year, I transferred to Winston State my junior year. Got it. So um, transfer portal. Mm -hmm. I... I always wrestle with it because I, 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 I don't like it, but then I, I do like it. But there are certain situations in which I do like it. Right. I mean, if all of a sudden you come to a school, the coach leaves, right. he recruited you, and all of a sudden he packs right. up and goes. Right. Okay, I get that. For the kid, it's like, I'm not getting enough playing time right. or something like that. I got an issue with. What's your thoughts on the portal? Because Again. you played you played, and you, right. you, know, you, you. Again, I'm, I'm like you. Like, a head coach gets a new job, he can leave when he wants to. I feel like the kids should be able to do the same. I think we need to put a limit on it. I don't, you know, you got some kids who's been in college for a year and a half and he's already been to three schools. Right. Uh, you know, and I also think, too, it has to be, again, some type of regulations on it because now it's really taking away opportunities for the kids coming out that's, of high school. That's, yeah, that, that's, uh, where I, that's where I struggle. And, you know, I'm honest with my kids about it and I just tell them, like, this is the world we're in and I don't have no control over it, but... You can't blame the college coaches because if I'm a college coach and I got an opportunity to go on the portal and grab a kid that's already been on the college campus for two years right. rather than a high school kid, I'm probably do the same thing because now the way the landscape of college football is, they're not giving coaches three, four years to turn the program around. You got a year. You got like a year, maybe <laughs> <If that> two. <laughs> so when you put it like that, it's like, well, if I get a high school kid, I probably got to develop them for two years. He ain't ready to go. Right. I'm going to go grab the portal. Uh, I got to figure out some type of way to kind of limit kids from jumping in. I, don't, I think a kid, I think I've seen kids who are freshmen who will graduate early, get there in January, and then by June they're in transfer portal. I think that type of situation right there, if they transfer again, they have to sit out or something. You right. know what I mean? We got to figure out some way to kind of limit kids because 
You see it now. Kids are always looking for easy outs. That yeah, exactly. So now we just gave them another one. Right. And then you can get another one if you want that. Right. So it's got to, again, it's, I think it's all about like how we're regulating these things. And how the coaches approach it, I think, too, to a point. Like, yeah. I mean, I coach, you know, you know, Coach Dion goes yeah. to where he goes and he's like, I'm bringing my dogs and y'all can get, like, he right. literally just said, y'all can get out. Right. And you're right. like, right. I, right. I felt sorry for those kids. Right. I was like, come on. Um, and I get it. Um, so back to the team for this year real quick and we'll wrap up kind of with this. Um, what excites you the most about the team you have this year? I got some, I got a lot of young guys you know, ninth graders that are sophomores that's going to be stepping into some big-time roles. Uh, they've had great off-seasons. Um, they're doing everything we ask them to do in practice. But you still got that little unknown about, okay, what are you going to do when the lights come on? And we got bright lights coming off right. on Real Thursday bright night. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Um, I'm excited to see the growth of some sophomores that started last year. And they were starters, all-conference guys, to see what type of growth they made um, coming up to this season. I got a couple guys that are freshmen that are going to be stepping out there and starting roles too. Um, and I'm just really excited to see how the team coming off a year like that steps up to a challenge of playing the team like Mallet Creek week one on the stage that they're playing them on. Um, I think that's what I'm most excited for because I want to see how we're going to handle, you know, the stage. I want to see how we're going to handle some success in that game, but how we're also in the same breath when we do have success, how we're going to handle the adversity in that game. Cause that's coming. Um, so, like, I, I just got finished telling my kids this hour ago after practice, like, it's going to be a lot of questions that are going to get answered in about 13 days. Um, and I'm excited to see those answers. Coach, thanks for your time. Best I of luck. I appreciate you, man. You Always, got it. You bro. Got it. Always. And, of course, thank you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, make sure you check us out wherever you uh, listen, watch your podcast. Make sure you comment, follow, like. And until next time, have a great day.